Avoid legal snags by telling people they're very being recorded. You guys are being recorded. <laughs> I, I, I do not consent to having my, my conversation recorded. Well, then you better hang up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that, we start another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay! We're still in quarantine or self-isolation or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Yay! Yay. Uh, yeah. I was so we're, <laughs> we're recording this from our homes and offices and murder basements. Murder basements. Have you? <laughs> um. I, again, a little bit of apology for the sound. Uh, so I've been looking into getting at least one more uh, good mic because the headset mic I was using last time and now Jen is using this time is not particularly great. Oh, is that why you gave it to me? No. (laughs) You said you would take it. I gave you the choice. She's using the mic you used. She's using the mic you used last time? Yeah. Oh, she sounds much better than you. She does sound much better, and I don't know why that that, is. That has nothing to do with the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see how this one sounds when I go to produce it. Um, But... Uh, just for you our listeners' sake, last week. I'm trying to get another mic for us, but unfortunately, the options are either late or slim. I I've, I have tentatively gotten one off of uh, Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. but the guy is waiting for a power cord for it. Like he has it on order apparently, so I'm not buying it until I get it. And anything I try to order from Amazon is going to take like a month and a half. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's it's a non-essential, right? So the funny part is, is so I use here's a little bit of technical crap for you. So the one that Jen and I have been trading off on is called a Blue Snowball. They're very good. They're relatively inexpensive. They're about sixty bucks. Yeah, but. Um, so our friend Alex James from the Composers Podcast, who will be on a special episode, hopefully with us next week, uh, his podcast is doing the same thing we are, right? Like they had a bunch in the bank, but they like, they can't record together much like us. So he asked like, well, what would you use for a mic in this situation? I'm like, oh, get a blue snowball. They're like inexpensive. They sound pretty good. Yeah, they don't look bad. And he's like, oh, great. And then I realized we were going to have to start doing that. And in all probability, Alex bought the last one from Amazon.ca. <laughs> because it was no longer available after he bought it. So, Well, I have to thank listener Rex for the microphone I am using. Because I borrowed it weeks ago. And then when all this yeah, happened, I'm like, I should just it buy it. 
Well, I did give him some money for it, uh, and uh, so it is not a blue snowball, but I think the sound quality is decent enough. Oh, no, it's definitely good. Uh, The one that I'm surprised at really is the one that Ryan uses. Default Apple iPhone headset. Surprisingly good for for that. So hopefully the the next episode I'll have a word in the English language. (laughs) I'll have a a better one for us to use. So that's it for that sort of stuff. Um, We have moved uh, our review of Picard to next week. Jen and I are more than halfway done, and next week also allows. The, the aforementioned Alex from uh, Composers to come on and either rant or rave with us about uh, Picard. So, mm. it's, uh, how how far are you at this point? What was the last episode you watched? We are halfway right now. Like so just, five. I think we're even over. I think we're we one episode. We just finished over. the one with Seven of Nine, the first one. If there's more than one, <laughs> the one where she just shows up at the end. No, the, no, one, she after shows, the one after. Yeah, that, the one after that. The one where they go I, undercover on the casino planet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like the Romulan assassin that. kid. He's That's... fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Monty Python Picard. Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> I found it hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was. I also felt it was very much out of place, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really smacked me of uh, something that somebody thought was a great idea and everybody played along with it. <laughs> but, well, Patrick Stewart looked like... Uh, we'll we'll get fun. more Let's into that in that our, our special episode next week. So, in the meantime, uh, we've got a bit of news. There's not a lot because uh, entertainment is kind of shut down. Nothing's happening <laughs> anywhere. Well, there <laughs> Some things, but just not a lot. So, Ryan, what do you got for the news? Okay, so, uh, okay, so we got more rumors or speculation on uh, a possible second Rebels character that could be coming to the Mandalorian next season. Ooh. Now, this could just be the internet making a mountain out of a molehill, like it loves to do. But I guess Dave Filoni has been. Uh, uh, well, people think he's teasing everybody. I guess his header on his Twitter is an illustration they gave out at uh, to VIP pass holders at uh, Star Wars Celebration in 2015, and it's an image uh, of uh, an, of an older Ahsoka riding on one of those like uh, I guess those those um, wolves. Whales? No, the, oh. the, the the wolves there from uh, from the end of Rebels. Remember those oh. like those giant wolves. Yeah. And with her on like a dewback or something is an older Rex. Mm-hmm. So of course the internet is like, oh, does this mean we'll get to see Rex uh, in the in, in the Mandalorian next season? What about Sabine? She went off on with them. Well, well yes, there's been rumors but... floating around about her as well, but I haven't heard. They're, they haven't even responded to the rumors about um, What's-Her-Face playing Ahsoka yet. And no, exactly. Nor no, do I think they will. Confirmed. Oh, no. Why would they? they didn't, if they were able to keep the child a secret, yeah. 
they're not going to tell us, oh, yeah, okay, you're right, Ahsoka's in this one, until they have to. Or or until they want to make sales for uh, Disney+. Plus. Like exactly. that, that'll be in until the trailer. That might be in the trailer for the next season, just to like, you know, make sure that people sign up for another year. Yep. And then to go along with all this, there has been the also talked about rumored um, Ahsoka spinoff for Disney Plus. Mm. I just I... want to know what happened to Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I guess that's the thing, right? Is are are they going to solve the Rebels storylines in live action, or is it going to be set aside for like? Is this a side quest to the main story of Ahsoka and Sabine? Yeah, you know, like there's a lot of questions here, and and quite frankly, we don't even we really don't know what they're doing with any of this yet. But I am very intrigued and very hopeful. Yeah, other than, the, it, you know, going back to the, I guess, the quotes from some of the, the heads saying, of Disney and Lucas uh, saying that the Star Wars future was going to, you know, had a lot more to going forward with the television stuff, right? So Yes. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, ooh, uh, Marvel Entertainment creative director Joe Quesada has taken his... Uh, no, taking this time of staying at home like everybody else to start a uh, a YouTube show called Joe Q's Morning Warm Up. Hmm. I haven't um, watched it yet. I was going to say I don't know if the first episode is aired yet. When when I wrote my note news, it wasn't supposed to be out until Monday, which mm. would be the day that this is released. But then I did think I think I saw something when my online on the open. It could have just been like a, a video teaser. But uh, it could be interesting. I'm assuming it'll be if Disney like his cup of Joes used to be that uh, you know I'm gonna be talking nerdy stuff, talking comics, and he's been knows. also making uh, appearances on Drink and Draw with uh, uh, what's his name uh, Dave Johnson, the, the okay. DC cover artist, and. Uh, Dan Penzanian, who used to like, he was an artist for like a lot of books in like mid to late nineties, like very image sort of style. And I guess for the most part, he just like, I think he works in Hollywood stuff now, but he's drawing on on these things and apparently working on a graphic novel, like of his own very slowly. But Joe's appeared a couple times on that. Like, which is funny because the the I want to say three weeks ago Batman was the character choice, and when they tweeted that out, Joe responded with, "I don't know if I'm legally allowed to do that." <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be kind of cool. I really yep. like Joe. He's uh, I've always been a fan of his art, and as a person, he to me in particular, he's been very nice. Uh, ooh, so Hasbro um, has jumped on the bandwagon of giving people free uh, stuff to keep themselves occupied with. They've uh, released 15 episodes from the original G.A. Joe cartoon onto YouTube for free. Yeah. It's like the first, uh, the first three stories, they're pretty much uh, uh, four, three or four episode arcs each. So it starts with the mass device and... Uh, uh, Pyramid of Darkness is one of the other ones they put out too. Yeah, so 
some classic G.I. Joe uh, on your YouTube viewing. Uh, yes, there's been a Disney Plus survey. Kevin, you said you heard about this, right? I did. Oh, sorry. Can you still hear me? I think yeah, I yeah, you're you. still there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did uh, uh, receive, uh, I didn't receive the survey, but I saw it on one of the Disney blogs that I follow, that a survey was sent out asking people about certain shows that they might want to see added to Disney Plus, and that list included almost everything created by Joss Whedon, Buffy mm-hmm. Vampire Slayer, Firefly, Dollhouse uh, were the three specifically. I mean, there's already a Joss Whedon show on there with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Technically, that's a Joss Whedon show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the others, because uh, Disney bought Fox, they are in the Disney catalog now. So um, Ooh, Buffy is a Disney princess. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, Angel was not on the list, I think, probably because that skews a little more adult than the others. Uh, yeah, but, I was uh, I was just going to say, are those shows, at least uh, Buffy, is it not on Hulu? I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they couldn't move them around, mind you. Like, I don't think well, that's the thing. saying you can't. But. It could be on Hulu right now. They may be just thinking, well, we'll move them from Hulu, take it off of Hulu, and put them on Disney Plus as something mm-hmm. new for Disney Plus people. Right. And then bounce it back and forth. Who knows? Hmm. But yeah, I thought that would be, a, I, thought that, I thought that was an interesting little thing, you know. Yeah, I've only got a couple well, seasons of Buffy on DVD, so <laughs> they've got they've got to figure out ways to expand the library and keep people interested, especially right now, right? Like, exactly. Yep. Who knows what they're going to have new material coming? Exactly. Sorry, what um, was that, Jen? I said I would love it if Buffy was on Disney Plus. <laughs> we have it all on DVD. I know, but then you got to find it and take the DVD. Got to stand out. up and walk yeah. over to your shelf. I have to go downstairs. <laughs> um, I heard some streaming news too this uh, this afternoon when I was listening to the radio. Because uh, one fun thing about working from home is that I can listen to the radio. Um, people still listen to the radio. Hmm? I said people yeah. still listen to the radio. Yeah, but I okay. Our Wi-Fi is not handling me working from home so hot, so ah. I have to listen to the shower radio I got for free when we moved in from Cool FM. I think our Wi-Fi, I think our internet is not handling everybody working from home so hot. I don't think it's just you. So I can't use like the radio, I was trying to use the Radio Canada app uh, and stream some other stations, but it was not working well with the internet. So now I'm using my shower radio. But anyway, (laughs) so Andrew Lloyd Webber is streaming um, musicals for free on YouTube I did uh, hear that, yeah. Yeah, and each musical is only going to be up for like 48 hours. And the first one's going to be Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, I think it starts, I just looked it up on Variety.com. Um, the first musical will be available on YouTube from Friday. It says for, at 7 p.m. UK time, so I don't know what that means. For what? Us. 2 p.m. Remember. That's 2 p.m. our yeah. time. And it's going to be Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat with Donny Osmond. Uh, I was almost in that musical in Toronto. Oh, cool. Um, and then I, in, I have a bunch of friends that were in that musical yeah. in Toronto. And then uh, the next one is going to be the 2012 production of Jesus Christ Superstar with Tim oh. Mitchin, Mel C, and Chris Moyles. Oh, well, that's a good one. That's an interesting cast. Seeing yeah. Tim Mitchin, Mitchin sounds really awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing that. He so, I don't know. It doesn't say. He could fit Jesus as well. 
So uh, I may be having a weekend of singing along with the television. So, uh, so what date does that start on for our listeners? Can we remember? Uh, it starts uh, this Friday, which is tomorrow, I guess. April the 3rd. Okay, yeah. so the so first it's one has already gone by then. Yeah, if you 48 like- hours each. If you like non-musical theater, um, National Theater Live that normally uh, shows their their plays that are from London on the big screen at Cineplex, you can go to see them. They started streaming uh, plays on YouTube today, which is Thursday, April 2nd. Uh, the first one they put up is um, One Man, Two Governors starring James Corden. And uh, they've got a uh, they've got a whole catalog of shows that they're putting online one a week uh, for cool. the foreseeable future as well. So if you like live theater, it's not quite live, but you can uh, you can see these really great productions um, uh, at home on YouTube's. Yeah, I felt a little better because the the radio announcer who was telling who was saying about the Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals apparently also had tickets for Hamilton that she didn't get to use, like no. Brent and I. So no. I'm like, well, I feel a little bit better now because <laughs> everybody else I know who got tickets is like, oh, good. I already saw it. I was like, Ugh. I have a lot of friends who didn't get to see it. So, Oh, I didn't hear any of that, Kevin. I said I have a lot of friends who didn't get to see it. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes well, me well. feel like I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. I know I wasn't, but alone. still. I know. Next up, Brian. Uh, okay, so I guess uh, movie theaters have started to reopen across China. Well, they did, and now they're not. Oh, okay. yeah? Well, I didn't hear that part. But... Yeah, they, so they closed though, them the movie... back up. Oh, did they? Oh. Yep. Well, they were, when they opened, they were playing uh, Avatar and yep. the four Avengers movies. Yeah, what was what they were playing? Yeah, when did you hear they got closed up again? Uh, pretty quickly. Like they weren't actually open that long. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's basically, I want to say they were open up for like maybe a week, and oh. then then they saw a spike in uh, coronavirus numbers again, so they shut them all right back down. Mm. And it wasn't even like all of them. They were they were test driving it, right? Like they were doing. Yeah, they were starting to opening up across the country. Yeah, yeah, it was like less than half or something like that of their total theaters. But yeah, so but to their credit, you know, they figured out okay, this wasn't this wasn't the smartest thing to do, and they shut it right back down. There was like even like there was no even debate about it, which well I guess you can get away with that in China, but yeah. it was like it was open and it what it, this was making things worse again. They closed it, done. But yeah, it, it renews the rivalry between Avatar and Avengers Endgame's box office. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I I guess we didn't talk about Diamond last week, right? Or last mm. episode. Well, no, because that wasn't announced it, yet. It hadn't happened yet, right? Yeah. Go for it. So the the big news for some of us is, is while in Ontario, comic shops are not an essential service and they've been shut down, which which does make sense. I understand it. It it, it sort of sucks for like people like Ryan and I who go every week. 
Um, now the the other shoe dropped with Diamond Distributing, which is the main place, like the only place really that these comic shops get their comics, have shuttered their doors for the time being. And that means even if your comic shop is open, you're not getting any new stock. What that means for everything in the long run is a really big question mark right now. All those books that were delayed now all of a sudden aren't so delayed. No, and <laughs> everything's delayed. Yeah, yeah, and you hear like there you hear unconfirmed stories with some company, some of the smaller companies telling artists and writers to put their pencils down because mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to pay them for any work coming in right now. You hear stories that other companies are trying to look for solutions to getting this out. Um, I think the nice thing is, is it pretty much seems across the board, at least for the time being, comic companies are not going to publish digital versions of the books as in a way to help. Because the idea, the, the theory is, is if these books keep coming out digitally, at least the ones that are done right now, that might take away from physical sales and hurt the brick and mortar stores mm-hmm. in the long run. But well, they, if this is a temporary fix right now. Who knows how long, much longer it's going to go on for, especially with the story that Ryan's going to follow this up with next. Yeah, I was just saying, well, now that you say that, well, there's so there's a company with Comic, Comics Hub, uh, I believe they're called. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't write it down, but uh, so they've come forward with a new distribution plan. Um, I guess the, they're a company that has a software that is a, a majority or at least a, a lot of comic shops use as their uh, as their retail software. And they put forward a plan or where you can go online, select your store, your local store, and buy the comic digitally, or at least you'll buy it from them digitally, like pay for it on the on, with the, on the website, uh, be given a digital copy of that comic, and then once stores reopen and comics start to ship again, you'll be able to go and get your hard copy, or uh, well, your floppy copy from the store, and that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the floppy from the store, and just getting a digital to read now. Mm. Now, it all comes down to like I guess which you know software, what stores use, and are they part of that network? And uh, I did uh, the one article I read said something about another network will be joining like the day after it gets rolled out or whatever. So it sounds like this could be pretty widespread. I just don't know how this is gonna work. Yeah, well because work. It, yeah, because not all comic shops are using this software apparently. But even then, the, the the company that makes Comic Hub is apparently looking to alter the version that they've got out there now and make it a, uh, a slimmed down version so more retailers have the ability to jump on board. So, like, you know, just not all the bells and whistles that are on the current version, I guess. Yeah. But, um, and uh, then... So, like, earlier this evening, I did see when I was doing another little follow-up for my news, uh, IDW has already has come out and said that they're not going to be part of it. Hmm. 
So if the if the comic companies aren't on board, yeah. Well, in, in digital comics news, Marvel has made a bunch of graphic novels available for free on their website. Uh, they've they've put 12 titles up for free that anyone can read without a Marvel Unlimited subscription or for, by paying for them. The titles include Avengers vs. X-Men, Civil War, um, Amazing Spider-Man Red Goblin, uh, Black Panther by Ta-Nehisi Coates, Thanos Wins, uh, the Dark Phoenix Saga, The Kree-Skrull War, Jason Aaron's first volume of Avengers, Fantastic Four by Dan Slott, The Black Widow Run by Chris Samney, uh, The Winter Soldier Ultimate Collection, and the first volume of Captain Marvel by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Those are all free on Marvel's app now. Yeah, oh. and apparently they're going to rotate in free stuff and like for the next little while, too. Um, I think the idea is that it's going to be, you know, the, the, I hate to term it this way, but I think it's the best way of doing it. It's the crack dealer method yeah. of, you know, first taste is free, then you have to come and pay for the rest of it. And, and some of those are very fitting, too, that they're free right now, like that Cree scroll War that yep. you mentioned, and then some Fantastic Four, and considering that they, well, the, I think either the Zero Issue or Issue 1 of Empire was supposed to be out this month, which is the big comic crossover that Marvel yeah. has uh, that's starting up, which yeah. involves the Kree and the Skrulls coming to Earth together to take out the, you know take out the humans. Yeah, so it's it's nice to see. At least there seems to be a somewhat united front for for comic creators and and the brick and mortar stores like everybody seems to be trying their best to help out somehow and and like and also like you know the companies are also trying to provide some entertainment to us while we're out here unable to get new comics as well so i did check dc's app and they are not giving anything away for free at the moment but also no, but, remember that if you have a library card, you can get a lot of stuff for free there anyway. Yeah, because they're one of the companies that is uh, heavily involved with like Hoopla and stuff like that. So exactly, that's going to be the hard part with some of them is balancing where their licenses are, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got some um, Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus news. They've uh, finally found a new screenwriter slash producer for the series. Mm -hmm. uh, Joby Harold, he's uh, going to be uh, the screen working on it. Apparently, he was an executive producer on John Wick Three, as well as the TV show Underground and Spinning Out, two shows I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess him and his writing partner James Vanderbilt were previously reported to be working on a Transformers film. Oh, okay. But uh, it's good to hear this, you know, forward progress with that Obi-Wan series again. Considering well, they, they were ready to start now, filming it. So. <laughs> yeah, they can actually write it now. Oh. That was one of the things that they say why it got cancelled in the first, or it got stopped by filming, right? Was that they didn't really have any scripts and the scripts they had were starting to sound and feel more like the Mandal make 
like the first season of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> so, uh, so any movies we were hoping to see this uh, spring into summer, pretty much we won't be seeing this spring or summer. Yeah. So all the, a bunch of more movies got moved. Uh, sadly, Ghostbusters Afterlife got moved to next year, next March. Uh, Morbius has been moved. Top Gun is now going to be a Christmas movie. It comes mm-hmm. out December 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then uh, A Quiet Place 2 has been moved to September. That one yeah. probably has like, the, the, the shortest move of, those, of the latest bunch of movies. Yeah, well, so stay tuned to this podcast where we're probably going to be reviewing some older stuff you've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> but you should see. Or you yes. should see. Well, <laughs> and and the, so here's the, this could fall into this category. Uh, it all depends if we get access to it or not. So Amazon has made a deal with South by uh, South by Southwest. Mm. Uh, which was canceled this year. Usually it's a big film festival as part of it, uh, and where a lot of these independent films get on and they get into there, you know, hoping to get some, you know, publicity and make, maybe get a distribution deal and all this. Well, that all fell apart because of COVID this year. Who's vacuuming? Not me. Not me. That Who's happens vacuuming? occasionally with Skype. I don't oh, vacuum okay. when I'm not recording a podcast. Why would no. I do it when I am? <laughs> just hearing things at the moment. Yeah, weird. Um, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> next time I won't point it out. Um, so yeah, so they signed a deal with Amazon, and Amazon is going to hold a film fest uh, through Amazon. So if you have a Prime account or just a regular Amazon account uh, for ten days. Uh, these movies are going to air free. Now, the one article I've just found about it says they will be free in the U.S. Which mm-hmm. now, so I don't know if it's going to be free for us in Canada or not. But I thought it was pretty cool that they did this. Uh, from what I've read, the filmmakers who, if your movie is in it or on it, well, you will be. They will receive a fee. But there's no deals tying them to Amazon, so like their movie could come, you know, could get put up, could get really popular, and they could make a deal with somebody else to either distribute it in theaters once theaters come back, or on a different uh, streaming platform altogether. Or there could be a bidding war, and Amazon could, you know, with Amazon as well, and they could end up making all kinds of money off of it. But uh, so it's giving these people a chance whose movies they you know didn't get their chance to premiere at South by uh, a chance to premiere now with a, an even wider audience. So and that's it for my news. So I have one little thing that like you know because streaming is everything now, mm-hmm. uh, but it it I can see it's a more as something that uh, guys like people like our age group are interested in. Did anybody else see the announcement for Retro Crush, the the free streaming service for old school anime? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing, oh, it, 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 it speaks to me on 
so <laughs> many levels. Yeah, you said uh, well, that is it? Disney Plus too. It, it is a free streaming service. Uh, I believe that it's ad supported, hence how they can be free. But like the stuff that they are launching with is is all older stuff. So like so far, like the newest thing that I've seen on it was uh, Cyber Six. If you remember I really that, I really want oh. to see that again. That was but, a good show. But Go Go Thirteen, the movies on it, Space Adventure Cobra, Blackjack, the movie. Oh, there's like a bunch of old school uh, anime stuff, and they're teasing Fist of the North Star and Ronin Warriors as well. Oh, I, I, I have heard it, that they might be trying for one of the versions of Battle of the Planets, but those rights are really mixed up and weird. So, like, <laughs> Galaxy Express 999 is on it. Yeah. Oh. So, it's one of those things that, like, that might be my Sunday Street afternoon. Street Fighter 2. Yep. GTO. <laughs> so, it, it's got some cool stuff. And I, I'm looking forward to trying it out, because that's, like, how I got into anime was all that sort of stuff. So. But, uh, I was going to say, I don't think I have ever heard of any one of those things you listed off. You should watch Cyber 6. It was good. That's the only one I've heard of. Cyber 6 wasn't a Japanese show, was it? No, it was no, just a weird think part. It was, it, was a ban- weird it was from Argentina? Euro- oh, I thought European, it was... I thought it was... Yeah, South American. But it, maybe it was produced or translated or something. It has a Canadian um, tie somewhere. Well, let's I look think. it up. I could be completely off. That's just what I thought. <laughs> uh, the comic book was originally published in Argentina. I know something then, was Argentina. Then uh, also the series in was Italy. produced in Vancouver by Network of Animation, but animated in Japan. Yeah, uh, so it was a Teletoon original. I knew there was something to do with Argentina yeah. in there. I'm glad yeah. I wasn't totally off. <laughs> I want to say it was one of the first shows that Teletoon had. Like it was one uh, yeah. of their launch shows. I never got to see it from start to finish because I think it was on on Weird Times, but I remember catching the odd episode here and there and mm-hmm. really enjoying it. There were only 13 episodes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's that sort of stuff. And then and I unsuccessfully tried to find the manga or the comic and I couldn't find it. <laughs> the comic is from Argentina, so... Yeah, no, I was trying to find it in English. <laughs> I'm, I'm not it, sure if there was ever an English version of it. I don't know. The uh, a, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, by the time this is aired, uh, Kevin's interview with uh, oh, name is escaping me. Robert Harrower. Yeah, it, it has uh, debuted on our network. So good job, Kevin. Good Thank job, you. Kevin. Hey, Kevin. You made it very easy for me to produce. It only took me like fifteen minutes. Excellent. And it only took me tw- uh, about four times that long to record it because we recorded the entire interview and I realized I'd only recorded my side of the conversation. Oh, no. <laughs> was, it, was it as long, too? Was it like the, the half it an was, hour? Yeah, 20 minutes to half an hour, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, and don't worry about it, buddy. We, I've done it. I, I told you the story that I have about Alan and, yeah. like, when he... So... Um, he's made this public on air, so he won't mind me sharing it. So Alan Cross, uh, 
well-known Toronto broadcaster. Uh, Who's that? <laughs> did an interview with David Bowie once and forgot to record it. Like, oh, yeah, that's, got uh, back to the studio, so, like, no chance of a do-over. It, so, you know, it, it happens to everybody. At least I caught it right away, and Rob is a friend of mine, and didn't yep. mind... Uh, re-recording it and to be honest the second uh, the second run through was better than the first anyway there you and, go uh, you know it turned out really well like good uh, I, I enjoyed it um, i hope everyone does it uh in other housekeeping news i haven't been promoting it on our facebook or anything because i don't the the segment keeps moving around so it's hard for me to say hey listen to this but a uh, friend of the show, Jason Agnew, uh, has a late night run on News 1010 in uh, the Toronto area, uh, formerly CFRB. And I'm going to be appearing on it probably once a week for the next little while. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, on one guest spot last week, I'm going to record one like half an hour after we're done this this week. And it would just going over nerd stuff. I don't know how regular it's going to be. He he kind of wants it to be regular because it, it it shows off something else for it. So it looks like we're going to be doing it every Wednesday or Thursday. But oh, when I awesome. say late night, like my I think my last segment aired somewhere around one a.m. last week. <laughs> so I don't know. So if you're if you're one of those late night people and you happen to be listening to AM radio, <laughs> tune into News Talk ten ten. I believe his shift starts at midnight. So and if you're not a late midnight. night person, you're excused from listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you can stream it off of the website or not. There you can radio... stream. You can stream the radio station, uh, but they don't have podcast versions. Yeah. Have... yeah. yeah. So... Uh, well, I have some housekeeping as well. If we're plugging things, places where we appear. Um, last week, uh, you saw that I recorded another podcast with the Trek FM network. I was invited to be a guest on Earl Grey, their Star Trek: The Next Generation focused That's a great podcast. Name, by the way, <laughs> yeah, they have great names for all of their uh, podcasts. They have a show. They have a show for each Star Trek series. Uh, so my friend Amy Nelson contacted me and said, "Hey, you want to be on Earl Grey?" And I said, "Sure." Uh, so her and uh, her co-host Joe Keegan and I recorded last Saturday, and they asked me to come up with a topic, and I threw out a couple of things, which uh, for various reasons we couldn't do, and we settled on talking about Wesley Crusher and his journey into Starfleet Academy. And uh, so we discussed uh, about six episodes of Next Generation focusing on Starfleet Academy and, in my opinion, what a terrible, terrible institution it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For future episodes, if you get to do another one, Kevin, Mm -hmm. why is there a plant at the head of the bed in every in every cabin on the Enterprise. Fresh <laughs> air. It makes it makes oxygen. <laughs> so as this it's for the uh, feng shui of the room. Yeah. It was very important in the 2350s. Um, as uh, as this episode is released on Monday, uh, that episode of Earl Grey will be coming out tomorrow, which is Tuesday, April 7th. 
And the last Wonderful. one I'm going to throw out there is uh, the Monday that this episode comes out. You will also be able to flip over to uh, the Place to Be Network and our friend Nate Milton's Chain Reaction Show for the review of the two-day, in quotations, extravaganza that is WrestleMania this year. As I'm oh, this weekend. on it. Yep. And Monday, it's Monday's when the show comes out. Interesting. Yeah. Because Mania is Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And then we're recording the show Sunday night. Um, it is going to be a mixed bag. I, I've heard that I have been requested to be drinking during the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um. Oh, it, it's weird. It's strange times, right? Like it, it is. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what the WWE does with it, especially since it only sounds like they have uh, one more episode of their programming taped, like one or two tapes for next week after Mania. And then they've got nothing because Florida has now been officially shut down. Except for church services. So if they can get the WWE declared a religious institution, they can hold WrestleMania. Well, there there have been a number of wrestling pastors in in the organization, both real and character. So I was gonna say don't give them any ideas because they'll do it. Yeah. As is. And that's just in Florida. They can I'm sure they can find themselves a studio they can slap a wrestling ring into someplace else in an undisclosed location. Yeah. Somewhere um, offshore. Like AEW did with their episode this week, because I was wondering uh, where it was being filmed, and they don't say where they're live from, and even in any articles, it's like it's an undisclosed location. And, hey, they can film it on uh, Vince McMahon's yacht. There you go. Which is, which is called The Sexy Bitch. As you call I you, shake my, I shake my head. I Me shake too. my head. Uh, <laughs> that man, I I don't wish for him to pass away, but when he does, there's going to be one hell of a book that comes out about him. <laughs> oh, there's gonna, I'm sure there'll be more than one book that comes out. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. There's different not generations. More of... There's only been like one, maybe two. And yeah, like you hear stories about him that like from other people's books, but it's probably because nobody, you know, back in you know, still has the hopes of or the thought. Well, I may still need to deal with him, or there's always another that's, Legends contract. Yeah, or... that's very true. But uh, yeah, so that's where you can find Kevin and I over the next little while. That not on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I will be at home. Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can interact with me there. I, I post stuff to our Facebook page. So does Jen. So uh, yep. you can interact with us there. Yep. I will start maybe doing more stuff on Instagram. But honestly, all I've been taking pictures of for the past two weeks has been Petra, the podcast and, kitty. And your sock puppets. And <laughs> yeah. Those are cute. Keep keep those up, Jen. <laughs> it wasn't a sock you, puppet. That's a real puppet. If you want to see, it scares good, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see more puppet stuff, uh, friend uh, 
Jay Fosgett or like Jay Fosgett on Facebook. He's been doing stuff with his uh, his new puppet. Yeah, that, that's been pretty good. <laughs> I've uh, I posted a puppet thing to my Facebook page today. There was a stay safe message from Casey and Finnegan. That oh was going, yeah, <laughs> that was going around the internet today. So I needed to share that to show my yeah. Mr. Dress Up love. Well, I thought we could do a YouTube show called Brent and the Bunny, but he doesn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Did we all get a chance to watch the Sam Jackson Stay the Fuck at Home reading? No, no, I haven't. I saw it it pop up, but I haven't watched it yet. It's it's pretty good. (laughs) It even references his Go to Fuck the Bed or Go to Fuck the Sleep book from before. Yeah, mm. I guess that it was the same. Book. He just read it. Well, it was it was him and the guy that made the poem. But I guess yeah, same guy did this poem too, or this booklet, and got him to read it and be part of it. <laughs> so, it, it, since we moved to Picard to next week, this week we thought we'd revisit something that we have done before. <laughs> Which is, uh, we Wait, took we did this comic before? books. before? I believe we've done it once. I don't remember. <laughs> we, uh, we did, it, or we are doing uh, a comic movie casting. So we've each mm-hmm. taken a comic book and come up with a casting list uh, on our own with the idea that somebody listening will hire us to produce these movies and give us lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to go first? Who wants to break the ice? Okay, I will do it. Everyone That's good waiting. because I don't have a list. So wah, wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> I came up with mine yesterday. I prepared, Ryan. This is I. Pre- you did the news, uh, so it's all good. I had a nap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I figured I needed more energy than to be part so I could participate properly versus uh-huh. actually doing my homework. Right. So I... You used at school, too? (laughs) No, I always did my homework at school. I was a good student. (laughs) I have cast that movie that everyone has been waiting for and that Brent teased in the the social media posting. The Great Lake Avengers? Alpha Flight. (laughs) And I made the concerted effort to make an all-Canadian cast. uh, And uh, I think I've done okay. So okay. I've got an all-Canadian cast for an all-Canadian uh, super team. So and this is the classic lineup. did you go classic Alpha Flight? Classic Alpha Flight. Okay. So the team is uh, Guardian and Vindicator. Those are your two flag-wearing leaders. Puck, Snowbird, Shaman, North Star Aurora, and Sasquatch with a special guest appearance from, a, from Marvel superstar Wolverine. Ooh. And I felt that... Because um, because the X-Men movies are no longer canon, I can use some actors from there, and I've sort of pulled them over. But anyway, let's sure. start at the top. Uh, sure, let's why not? <laughs> no, nobody major. Nobody major. Uh, so let's start at the top with Guardian. Guardian is your square-jawed uh, Captain Canada instead of Captain America. So for that role, I have cast Murdoch Mysteries' Yannick Bisson. He's just got that square lantern jawed, uh, all uh, all Canadian hero t- look to him. So uh, who, who, who's who's that? 
He plays Murdoch on Murdoch Mysteries. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, as long as I said Murdoch Mysteries, I was just one. wondering who he was on Murdoch Mysteries. Okay, so yeah. he's the star. Okay, he's the star of Murdoch Mysteries. See, this is the reason I didn't do this list because I don't know people's names. Yeah, ah, neither well, do I. I had to Google. I a looked lot. at a Wikipedia list of Canadian actors, and, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but some I had in mind. Um, uh, Vindicator is his wife. Uh, she wears a matching costume of uh, the Maple Leaf. Uh, and remember, uh, a while ago we talked about somebody who had put herself up for the role of She-Hulk, uh, and that was Tara Spencer Nairn, uh, yep. who, who was on Corner Gas. She played mm-hmm. Officer Karen on Corner Gas. Uh, I, I like thought she, I, I thought she would make a good... If she wants to be a superhero, I thought Vindicator would be a good one for her. She said the guy near red. In the role of Snowbird... I want to see this actor actress stretch her uh, stretch her abilities a bit. So I've cast Annie Murphy, who plays the daughter on Schitt's Creek. Oh, uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I like her as an actor, and I thought uh, I thought she would be great uh, in, in that role. Um, in the role of Shaman, uh, this would be Tara Spencer Nairn's partner from Corner Gas, Lauren Cardinal who played the RCMP officer on that show. I think he was really silly and goofy on Corner Gas, but I think I'd like to see him play serious native mystic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can can see it. I've seen him in something recently where he was a much more serious role. I can't think of it, though. For the, uh, the siblings, the twins, North Star and Aurora, uh, this is where I pulled from X-Men a little bit. I've cast Jay Baruchel and Ellen Page. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. They have a, a similar short, but... Well, Aurora wasn't all that tall. But, uh, you know, I think it'd be fun to see her play French-Canadian um, multiple personality disorder superhero. I think that'd be fun. Uh, in the role of Puck, uh, again... I know Canadian sitcoms more than I know Canadian dramas, so I've been pulling a lot from sitcoms. And uh, they appreciate co- the launch to be launched into the big screen anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, this actor uh, was the lead on a Canadian sitcom for a few years, but I've seen him appear in multiple other things, including I think a run on Twenty Four, and that's Carlos Rota. He played the father on Little Mosque on the Prairie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has that sort of gruff, you know bald and unshaven kind of look and you'd have to make Dupac with CGI anyway to shorten him uh, I, th- I thought he could be I think he's got some range and he could he could pull off that character and then I have my two like these actors none of them are big names uh, so I felt I needed a big star who's never appeared in the MCU who, uh, who could sell some tickets so that is why in the role of Sasquatch Walter Lankowski, the scientist, I have cast Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I can see that, actually. Yeah. He's got the right look for the for the non-big furry guy type. Uh, yep. and, and then, just like Hulk, they'd have to CG him. Does Sasquatch change back and forth? Yes. Yes. Okay, see, I've, I've never seen or read or heard anything of Sasquatch not being Sasquatch. Yeah, he like can change not being back a big forth at will. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, in his in his human form, he is a, you know, a, a shorter blonde man with glasses. And Ryan Gosling can give that some personality. 
And then here is my crazy stretch that you're either going to laugh me off this podcast or think I am brilliant. I am recasting Wolverine because we cannot have an Australian play Wolverine anymore. Canadian. And he has to be Canadian and he has to be a big enough name to that people would want to see him play this part in other films. And that is why I have gone with Keanu Reeves. I am... I I've it. heard that before. Like, you're the, I don't particularly agree with that casting, <laughs> but I, I, there's a lot of people out there who would be like singing your praises right now because that's like there's I had a not seen that anywhere. That. that was just a name that came to me, and I'm like, and Wolverine doesn't have to be a main character in the movie. Maybe he's in the post-credit sequence at the end. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Department H reveals the the weapon X program. And there he is. Um, uh, that's why I thought we can save Keanu Reeves for that small sort of cameo role because you know, Wolverine's going to get spun off into another movie anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the problem with that casting too, that you run into is the same problem you have with, well, with just with Hugh Jackman being, he's, he's already now. 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought of that, but this is my movie. God damn it. And I want to see, I want to see Keanu Reeves with claws. There you go. <laughs> I think he would be good at that role, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't think of a younger Canadian actor who's got the same kind of tough guy. And, you know, Wolverine always read to me as an, as an, like, even though I know it's not his age, he always reads to me as a character who's in his late forties, early fifties anyway. Yeah. Oh no, well, for sure. He's, yeah. He's like a hundred plus years old. So, right. So you can yeah. cast older Wolverine. No problem. The, the other uh, actor I thought about for Guardian um, instead of Yannick Bisson, and then when I saw Yannick Bisson, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I know he's perfect with the, the jaw and everything, was Eric McCormick, who's on Will and Grace as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I thought about him as Guardian, but then I saw Yannick Bisson and was like, no, that guy's more superhero than than uh, <laughs> than uh, Eric McCormick. So now, that is you... my lineup for Alpha Flight. If you skewed the cast a little bit younger for Guardian, I would go with um, what's his name, uh, Jared Kelso, the 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 guy from Letterkenny. Okay. Yeah, like again, big square jawed dude, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the main, and, yeah, the main guy from Letterkenny. Yeah, the main guy from Letterkenny, like because. If if you skewed the cast a little bit younger, but that right. would, that would throw out of sorts the the a little bit of stuff with uh with uh female guardian. Um, what's you just said her character's name and I'm blanking on it. Uh, vindicator. vindicator, yeah, Heather Hudson, yeah, yeah. But well, no, I had thought originally about Annie Murphy as as Vindicator, mm. um, but then I couldn't come up with anybody for Snowbird, like. I'd preferably love to cast like an Inuit actress as Snowbird, but I don't know any. But they're hard to to find. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had I thought about I thought about an Asian mine too that I'll, we'll get into when we get to me. <laughs> I thought maybe about an Asian actress as Snowbird. Mm. Uh, um, uh, the the uh, young woman who plays the daughter on Kim's Convenience, I thought uh, could maybe do it. Or Sandra yeah. O, if you wanted to go a little bit older. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there's lots of choices. And and we're all clamoring for an Alpha Flight movie, aren't we? 
Yes, of course. Well, with that, every cast, Canadian wants to see fight it. Stuff. And you know, some of these characters could show up in a Captain Marvel movie because they're all—they all seem to be supporting characters in the Captain Marvel book these days, don't yeah, they? Yeah, which is weird, but yeah. Well, it's... that's because they've turned Alpha Flight into being like a like a sword or a shield, where it's like a worldwide like space like protecting uh yeah. like the first line of defense from outer space in a satellite right? yeah instead of just being canada's team right so anyway there you go the alpha flight movie nobody asked for but everybody wants <laughs> um did Who's you next? want me to go next jen or did you want to go next no i'll go next okay all right two guesses on what co- my comic book was and the first ca- guess doesn't count <laughs> my little pony shira no. Squirrel Girl. What? Oh, no. Who's that? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so my casting for the uh, live-action Squirrel Girl movie with some CGI characters because, you know, she talks to squirrels. Right. <laughs> but squirrels are real. You can have live-action squirrels. Yeah, but they're hard to train, I think. <laughs> and you got to get a big pink bow on one, and I don't know if it would keep... Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> for the role of Squirrel Girl, because we'll start at the beginning. Oh, um, a good spot to start. Very good place to start. Um, I had a hard time actually figuring out who Squirrel Girl would be. And uh, when I Googled it, apparently uh, Anna Kendrick has already been tied to the role at some point. Yes. Well, that's the internet tied her to the role. Yeah, the yeah. internet tied her to the role. So I put Anna Kendrick, and then I had two ors. So either Anna Kendrick or Maisie Williams. Okay, uh, from uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. or Allison Pill from Picard. I like actually. I'm leaning more towards Allison Pill. She's great. She she also looks more like the version of Squirrel Girl you like. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, can I think she looks Canadian. exactly like Kristen Bell myself, but not uh, exactly. But no, like maybe Kristen Bell's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they could easily play siblings. Yeah. So I was leaning more towards Allison Pill for Squirrel Girl. I think she would be good. Um, and the so the version of Squirrel Girl I'm casting is the comic book that I read. So Squirrel Girl's best friend Nancy. Um, that one was tricky. Uh, originally, I thought Letitia Wright who played Shuri, but if it's going to be in the same universe as the MCU, then I can't because Shuri already exists in the MCU. Right. So I was like, I don't know. Um, Jennifer Hudson, maybe. I'm trying to find somebody who's youngish, but already not in the MCU. (laughs) What about the actress who plays Naomi on The Expanse? I have no idea who that is. Oh, you don't watch The Expanse? (laughs) No, I do not. Oh, well, you should. Yes, everybody keeps telling me that, but there's only so much time in my life for TV. I hear you. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, I put Jennifer Hudson. Uh, So then for uh, Squirrel Girl's superhero friends chipmunk hunk and koi boy who are who are dating actually which is kind of cute um for chipmunk hunk i picked diego luna because i love him (laughs) uh cassian from rogue one it's diego luna and then this is gonna make brent laugh for koi boy i thought eugene from the try guys (laughs) actually no that's really good casting I like that one. That works really well. Now, yeah. does he have the power to talk to fish? Koi fish? Uh, yes. Hang okay. On. I, ha- I have his 
Where are his powers? I have his page up. He has all the powers of a carp? He has enhanced strength. He can breathe underwater. He can communicate with fish. Oh, he's uh, He can also communicate with squirrels because Squirrel Girl taught him. Oh, okay. And he has, he has super flopping. <laughs> like fish flop when they're not in... He can flop really well. <laughs> and he can swim super fast. And apparently he claims to have the ability to grow very slowly to fit the size of his container. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Jeez. Ah, I love this comic so it's much. It's a great comic. <laughs> Uh, so that's Chipmunk, Hunk, and Koi Boy. And then, of course, you need to have Tippy Toe, who would be the squirrel. Uh, and I would pick Tara Strong for that because she's my favorite voice actress and great at doing high-pitch animal-type voices. Would she be in the motion capture suit? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, nah, I think I'd put Andy Circus in the motion capture suit. <laughs> you have to be a squirrel size. Go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much he does that anymore, and I think he puts uh, puts his assistants on that. Like, you know, you know who'd also be a good choice is the guy who played the dog in uh, Call of the Wild. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, and then so the voice of Brain Drain, uh, who is another one of their uh, companions. He's basically a brain with eyeballs in a jar. And his uh, secret at pa- uh, alias is Brian Drain. <laughs> that's a joke that really only works on paper, but okay. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I thought I was like dyslexic for a minute. I'm like, wait. Anyway, yeah, so Brian, a.k.a. Brain Drain. Uh, Alan Tudyk, because he's really good at doing voices, too. Yes, he is. And then he could also be the voice of the villain of the movie, which, of course, would be Galactus. Uh, <laughs> Because in the first arc of the comic book, Squirrel Girl defeats Galactus and saves the Earth. So you could do the first arc of the comic. (laughs) The thing I like about your cast, Jen, is Uh it also really works well if you did an animated movie instead of live action. Like, it would still work, like, all those people in those parts. (laughs) Yep. So, Squirrel Girl... Oh, yeah, his alias is... His alias is Brian Drain, D R A Y N E. That's too funny. Uh, he is so good, and he's a he's a nihilist. 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 I can never pronounce that. I only ever see it written down, so I don't know how to yeah. say it in real life. <laughs> I hate words uh, like that. I need to re- reread this series. <laughs> Apparently, he was in Alpha Flight. Oh, he battled Alpha Flight. Uh, it could be a crossover movie. Alpha Ooh. Flight. Ooh. So we'll have the Alpha Flight movie first, and then, you know, you introduce some of the characters, and then the Squirrel Girl movie, or vice versa. You know, yes. we'll build our own, and then Kevin we tie it into Jen the Jen setting up Phase 6. There you yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the Squirrel Girl movie. Ryan, did you come up with something? No. Okay. Right. What have you got? <laughs> So I went uh, a different way because I thought we were doing comics in general, not just Marvel. Oh, so, no, of course. You, I didn't. Just, so I just wanted to yeah. know. 
So I also, um, it might get me in trouble with hardcore stupid fans of the book because I also diversified the cast a little bit. How dare uh, you? Yeah, no. So I'm going with uh, the authority. Because the boys have worked on the small screen, like that sort of like, you know, taking superheroes to extremes mm-hmm. sort of idea. So I thought, like, okay, the you don't need a lot of universe set up to do the authority. So starring as uh, Jenny Sparks, the the British uh, hundred year old superhero with electrical powers, mm-hmm. I went with uh, Vanessa Kirby. From uh, most the most latest thing that I can think of her from is Hobbs and Shaw. She plays Shaw's uh, sister in it. Okay. And for uh, Jack Hawksmore, here's where I swap out uh, different uh, nationalities and races and stuff like that. I went with Winston Duke, who uh, is uh, in Black Panther. He was the um, what's his name. Uh, the the guy you think is going to be a bad guy and ends up yes. being a good guy at the end. Uh, yes, the character who was originally called Manape in the comics. Yeah. Um. So I went with him because he's kind of a burly looking dude, but also looks good in a suit. And mm-hmm. I think it like and really John Jack Hawksmore doesn't have to be a white guy. So. No. I th- I thought it would be an interesting fit. Like his his character is that of. A man who was abducted by aliens and given a bunch of implants so he can, like, basically be superpowered in cities. But the minute you take him out of cities, he becomes kind of, like, dying, essentially. So they have to kind of work around that. Now, uh, for the doctor, who is kind of like the world's shaman in the, in the series, I went with Oscar Isaacs. I think mm-hmm. he can do the kind of like nice interplay between over his head mystic slash drug addict to kind of like, you know, finding his way in the role. The uh, Swift, who is uh, an Asian character in the in the comics, I kept that as well. She has wings and talons and is right. basically just like muscle <laughs> in cool. the series. I, I'm going to pronounce this name horribly. I apologize. Uh, Liu Yifi? Yif? Um, she play, she's Mulan in the nice. upcoming Mulan movie. She looks part, she's young enough because I wanted somebody a little bit younger, like just out of teenage years. Mm-hmm. And now we get to the, the engineer who, mm-hmm. um, oh, I didn't write her name down. Crap. I know who would. Um, I'm going with somebody else who has been rumored in various uh, comic book things, including She-Hulk is one of the, the ones that uh, has has been come up with uh, as of late. And it's, oh, Stephanie Beatriz. Uh, Stephanie Beatriz from Beatriz. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I think she'd be good as the engineer. Yeah. You know, a bit. It would actually, weirdly, it'd be kind of a lighter part for her as opposed to her, in, as opposed to Rosa in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Have you like ever it, heard it, her speak with her real comedy. voice? Pardon? You ever heard her speak with her real voice? Um, I, I think I so. Haven't. 
She has she has a very sort of high pitched girly girl voice. Does she's she been, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to the official Brooklyn Nine Nine podcast, and she's on there quite often. And uh, yeah, if you didn't know that was um, Rosa, uh, if they didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. Mm. <laughs> it's just like on uh, The Office, the 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 actress who plays Angela. When mm. you hear her talk, like not as Angela, I was like, "Ooh, is that the same person?" She has mm. a new show on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, it's a cooking competition at Walt Disney I, World. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Oh, she's on that. I saw the. I saw that pop up on Disney Plus the other day. Yeah, it's it's a family cooking competition at where they have to try to recreate Walt Disney World recipes. Cool. And for my last two characters, <laughs> the the kind of the the main event characters, uh, Apollo and the Midnighter, who oh. are kind of. Superman and Batman, but they're a gay couple. Right. I went with Apollo. I went with Luke Evans, who uh-huh. was in The Hobbit, and he was in that he was terrible Gaston Dracula and... movie. Yeah, was he was he... Gaston and Beauty and the Beast. And oh, yeah, for the him. Midnighter, who is kind of like a like an awesome version of Batman, I went with Wilson Cruz from uh, Discovery. Oh. From Star Trek Discovery. I, 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 oh. because he, like, again, I, like, there's no reason, like, you know, an Afro Cuban actor couldn't play this part, really. And in some versions of Apollo, he has been portrayed as, like, different races as well. So I'm like, he'd fit. He'd have to bulk up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd really, like, but uh, from my image search of him, he dude goes to the gym already, so he would just have to kind of change his routine from like you know shredding to like shred and bulk. I, I've never pictured him as a gruff, uh, dark Avenger of Justice, but uh, he's an actor, so yeah. Well, I, <laughs> he's an actor. Yep, was he's a decent actor. Like he's a solid actor. But I also wanted to, like, you know, not to sound like I'm pandering or anything, but I wanted to get a little bit of representation in there. And that's oh, kind of, of like, the authority really allows you to do that when you're yeah. doing, like, this kind of exercise. Yeah. It is, like, because, you know, it's a gay couple. So, and yeah, that takes your talent pool down a little bit, but I'd really like gay actors to be portraying gay characters and, and both those guys playing, are really good actors so why and, not and he's been playing gay characters since my so-called life in the 90s yeah so why not like he's done like you know sort of sensitive teenage character he's done the the, the character he's doing on disco and now like let's have him kick some ass like <laughs> three ways from sunday <laughs> that's awesome yeah, so that that was my kick at it. Storyline wise, if I went with one, I'd probably actually skip ahead a little bit to the Mark Millar run. Uh-huh. And I didn't get finished casting this part, but there's a uh, part of that storyline where the American government decides the authority is going to be bad for business. So they send out basically an evil version of the Avengers against them. Oh, my thought for casting it, my general thought, and I didn't get finished it, is basically I was going to cast people who were rumored to play the uh, those Marvel characters. Oh, oh that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, so like the, the guy who uh, from Supernatural who... Jason Nash- Nashles. 
yeah, who went for uh, Captain America, he'd be playing like evil Captain America in this. Like, <laughs> so if they were affordable too, right? Like it, maybe only one or two in order to make sure that we can get the cast that I want. I guess the most expensive person on my list is probably Oscar Isaacs. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when yeah. you started talking about the authority, I had planetary in my head. Oh. by mistake and uh uh so i i was thinking about something totally different <laughs> i think planetary would be a great movie too yeah or like a series yeah like an hbo series where you can get away with the violence and and do like just the the how many issues is it? it's not a lot it's only like four trades so yeah i think it's about plus two, maybe 25 or 30 yeah but, and they know. pulled off Watchmen so they could for sure do Planetary. Oh, yeah. It's, who would you get for... The 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 drummer and Anita would be fairly easy. It's Elijah Snow, I think, is the hardest one. Because he's also, like, the, the, the lead role in it, right? Yeah. yeah. But, Somebody like but, Luke Wilson. Or Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Yeah, uh, you know who I'd go with, but it, maybe it'd be too on the nose in some ways. Is Peter Capaldi? Oh yeah, Elijah Snow is one of those other characters who's been around for a hundred years, right? So he can be an older guy, it, and like, it, but would it be too much like his version of the Doctor? No, I don't think so. Yeah. He is an actor, <laughs> kicking the frozen balls off of Dracula. <laughs> I haven't read. I have to reread that book. I haven't read that in a while. Yeah, it's on. It's on my list of stuff that I'm going to get to while we don't have new comics coming out. <laughs> I started rereading uh, the Death of Superman this week. Oh. But uh, yeah, so those are our movie ideas. Do you have any ideas of your own? Please feel free to let us know. We should we should give our listeners a challenge, something to do in these times when they're um, stuck at home. Let's come up with a, with a comic or a franchise and have them send us suggestions, and we'll discuss it on the next episode. Yeah. I was thinking Shira. Who would you cast in a Shira movie? Oh, that one would be which one? Old Shira or current Shira? Well, you Either. can kind of you can mix and match it. Yeah, like take this from both. Well, just because the characters, like, I mean, they have the same names, but their actual, like, personalities are really different. <laughs> I think the new series would would make a movie much better than the old one. I think so, too, yeah. And I think casting a, a mostly female movie is a... I'm, I don't want to say this without sounding like a sexist pig, but I think it would be a tougher job to cast than, uh, uh, in, in fans' minds... Than a male than a male centric film, so yeah. that's my challenge to the listeners: cast a Shira movie. Hmm. Lin Manuel Miranda is Seahawk. Oh, <laughs> that'll get you started. There you go. <laughs> that, that's the that's the only one that popped up instantly in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because he sings a lot too, so that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and and you have to make sure you cast. My favorite character on the show, Kyle. Yes. Kyle of the Horde. 
Poor Kyle. <laughs> I'm only in season two. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode, which means Geek Fix. Who wants to go first? I can go first. There she okay. goes. Um, I probably have already chosen this as a geek pick in the past, but I'm picking it again because it continues to be awesome. And that is the show Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I've heard uh, that. It's all, on, it, it's all on Disney+. Plus. I decided to it, watch it again from the beginning because... It's not uh, finished, is it? Is it done, done? Yeah, it's, it's done, done. So. But I don't know if all the seasons are on Disney Plus yet. Oh. Like, they've all aired. I don't know if they're on the streaming service yet. Okay. There's four I was seasons. actually watching that before the podcast, before we started, so... Oh, were you? Yeah, when I woke up from my nap, I was flipping through the channels for something to watch, and I was flipping back and forth between uh, that and uh, TMZ. <laughs> uh, no, there's only four vers- four seasons of Star vs. the Four Seasons of Evil, and they're all on uh, Disney Plus now, so the whole show is there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah the, anyway, the I'm just on season that Jen's three on now. right now is pretty dark. dark. That would be season three. And I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> I, often get, I often get that show confused with Steven Universe, which I hear is also a very good animated show. I, yes. I, I tried watching Steven Universe. I didn't really get into it, but I may try it again. Now that it's... I, th- I think it's also on... Is it on Disney Plus? No, no it's I, a no. cartoon network. It's cartoon show. network, yeah. Is it on a streaming service we have? I thought I saw it somewhere. I don't think be so. getting it mixed up with something else. Um yeah, it's the same problem I had with Star is that I couldn't watch, you couldn't find them in the right order. And Star vs. the Forces of Evil is two mini episodes in one 20-minute episode or 25-minute episode. So when we were trying to watch it online, you'd catch like the first part of one episode and the second part of another episode or, you know, it'd be all mixed matched. So it was tricky to watch it all. Steven Universe yeah. is on Hoopla. Is it? Yeah. Oh. There you go. You can yeah. watch it on Hoopla. <laughs> Another show okay. that I think uh, I think that's sort of in that same vein is Gravity Falls. If you yeah, haven't watched I've that one, uh, yeah. check I've that heard one out. Things about that too. So funny. The episode with the time traveling pig is hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, that's my geek pick. Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I really don't want it to end, so I'm watching it very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's next? Well, I'll go. Next. go. Okay, go, oh, go ahead, ahead, Kev. No, go, go ahead. ahead. After you, sir. <laughs> no, 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 sir. After you. Okay. Um, so uh, I just started reading a new graphic novel on again on Hoopla. Get yourself a library card. Get Hoopla. There's lots of cool stuff there. Uh, I am reading Black Hammer by Jeff Lemire. Ooh. Uh, it is really quite good. It's about a bunch of retired superheroes. Well, I'm only just starting it. So I like what I've seen so far. I'm not quite sure where it's going yet, but I know he's created his own entire superhero universe. And I like – I love it when creators – 
get to do that. Um, uh, so I love books like um, Astro City and uh, things like that. So I think that's what sort of what we've got here with Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer. Uh, the other thing I want to uh, shout out really quick is because of the stay-at-home orders, I have taken up playing RPGs via Roll20. So I have used it twice so far this week. Once to play Dungeons & Dragons, once to play Call of Cthulhu, and uh, it has been good to be able to converse with people and play games online. Mm. So those are my geek picks. Roll20 and Blackhammer. Yeah, we started the game on Roll20 as well, and I like it so far. With the game you're playing on Roll20, is it all set up properly where you can, uh, you've got your character tokens and your character sheets are online? You can just yeah. The uh, the guy who's running the the game uh, has been working on it for a little bit, so he's got like maps already set out for different yeah. locations. And, yeah, one uh, of the so makes a huge difference. There's a uh, a bar that we went. In. We're playing a Star Wars game. Okay. And, a bar that we went into mm-hmm. I didn't clue into it at first but for oh, the people not at first no I did just because the uh, on my laptop the token images were were kind of oh. small right yeah and the he, what he used for the token images for the people who the NPCs who worked at the bar or were drinking there he used the cast of cheers and gave them all <laughs> asshole Star Wars names. That were kind of yeah. like their names from Cheers. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, hilarious. That's pretty good. I'm playing um, a Dungeons & Dragons game uh, based in a setting called Humblewood, which is a sort of homebrew game that you that was kickstarted, and all the characters are anthropomorphic animals. So I am playing... Oh, cool. a, yeah, my character is a Vulpin rogue, so he's a fox creature. Uh, and most of the characters are actually birds. The birds rule this uh, this particular universe. It's it's really quite a cool um, setup. Yeah, I'll we'll have to take a look at it. It sounds neat. Yeah, you can find it online. I'll send you a link. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and to to go back to your Black Hammer pick, I mm-hmm. nearly bought uh, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, the uh, the one of the spinoff series. Oh, yeah. and, and mainly just because of the character designs on the covers. Yeah. It's it just like this cool design that I'm like, oh, that just looks so awesome. Well, and I have great faith in Jeff Lemire, too. I've loved uh, his other works, Essex County, Sweet Tooth, some of his runs on uh, DC Universe books like Justice League. Um, so I have faith that, uh, that Jeff is going to create something that I'm going to enjoy. Ryan, what's your pick? Uh, so recently, uh, with everything going on and you know at work and everything still, uh, I tend to just eat my lunch at my desk, so I'm avoiding everybody else, mm. doing my social distancing. Good plan. And so I've been watching movies in half-hour chunks <laughs> for during my half-hour lunch. Uh, so this week's movie that I finished today was Bumblebee. Oh. I haven't watched this movie probably even though I, I, I own a copy of it and I've had a copy for a while. I probably haven't watched it since it was in theaters. 
And I forgot how good a movie it was. Like on the second, on this the second, maybe my third viewing of it now. It's been a long time though. Uh, it is a good. Like, it's just a really good Transformers movie. Probably better than the rest of them. Even um, you can actually tell when the robots are fighting each other the difference between them. You know, <laughs> one's yellow, one's blue, or one's yellow and one's red. Not all you know, black and gray piles of junk fighting each other. Uh, the opening sequence on Cybertron, uh, watching it on my widescreen monitor at work, like being, uh, you know, two feet away from it, I just, you, you see so many more things than when we saw it on the big screen that I'd forgotten about and just so many characters. And it once again was just like, just give me that movie. Like, give me robots fighting each other in CGI for 90 minutes and I'll be happy <laughs> if it looks like that. Um, but yeah, like the characters and the acting, you know, John Cena does a good job in it as the, uh, uh, the sector seven soldier that, you know, was hunting down Bumblebee and then he comes around at the end and all this, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd say go out there. If you haven't watched it yet, go out and watch it. If you, if you have seen it yet, uh, seen it? Go watch it again. It's it's worth watching right now for sure. Cool. So uh, for my pick, I'm going a, a little bit old school uh, DC. Weirdly, because uh, I, I, I reread for the first time in quite a while the first two volumes of. Uh, Mike Grell's run on Green Arrow from oh, the 80s. So I those are the, good books. Longbow yeah, Hunters? So, um, right before the last day that Big B was open, I, I already had the Longbow Hunters, but I didn't have the first volume of The Ongoing that came after that. Yeah. Um, that's labeled Hunter's Moon. And what a good series. That was like, the run where that was set... It, in Seattle, not Star City, right? They were like correct. Yeah, it was, and it's listed as a mature readers run later on in the book. Like it was kind of, it was in that stretch where um, there was books like uh, Swamp Thing and like Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing, where it was also mature readers, but they hadn't moved books like that to Vertigo yet. Right. So like. In this, in these volumes, especially the first volume of the ongoing, it's uh, Green Arrow dealing more with realistic social and uh, problems and stuff like that. But they're like, it's a book that I feel was kind of ahead of its time. And if you had updated the looks of the characters and kept everything else the same, it would still be like a good read now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's a good read, but, like, you could republish it, no problem, if you update, because the the looks of, like, Black Canary in her civilian outfit is very much 80s. Like, you know, shoulder pads, her haircut, stuff like that. But if you updated that stuff and didn't change anything else, nobody would know. She was running a flower shop at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Called, Sherwood uh, Florist, as I Sherwood recall. Sherwood Florist. <laughs> um, but she, uh, like, she, th- her character in the Longbow Hunters, I don't believe was outright raped, but they 
they allude to that kind of like that sort of trauma has happened to her and like they're trying to work through it as a couple and Ollie is understanding and like patient and she goes to like a psychologist that helps work through her issues and stuff meanwhile he's hunting down like a guy who murdered and molested children and it's like it's not a happy book in some ways but it's very good and was like kind of ahead of the curve so yeah that's it so the first track down green arrow the longbow hunters and then uh the first volume of the ongoing was called hunter's moon and conveniently enough, uh, they're in print, but they are also all on Hoopla. So, if you have a library card, you should be able to find it. <laughs> I think the moral of this episode is get a library card. Well, when they, op- when they right open now, again. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm, I love the physical product of comics. I don't have really... A reader that I think is suitable for it right now. My my iPad might work, but uh, I, I read it's old, so I don't know if I can even get the app on it. <laughs> it's uh, it it works well on my iPad. Yeah, what generation's your iPad though? Uh, six or seven. Yeah, so you're like four ahead of me. Yeah, Brent's got a generation two. Yeah, that's what I had. I just replaced mine this past uh, fall, I guess, right? Some before Christmas, I think it was. I love my new iPad. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. We will be back with a special episode in one week where we uh, talk uh, all things Picard. Ooh. And uh, then we will be back after that with a regular episode. Uh I'm not going to guarantee it, but there's probably going to be one more special interview episode if all things go well tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> um, I have something set up, but uh, yeah, that's when it, when you announce these things, that's when they go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we we are still here. We are trying to have fun and doing so pretty well. I would I would say. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, no, we're. Uh, <laughs> I have been busier this week than uh, than uh, some weeks when we're not in lockdown. Uh, online events every night, so I am That's staying good. social even though I am being distant. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking maybe we should do some sort of like watch along or something. Maybe. It's not a bad idea. At some point, there's like a ton of movies that we will be able to watch in the next little while. To, so yeah we'll we'll figure out stuff but uh yeah and if you have any suggestions for things you want us to review or things you want us to do on the show just leave them in the facebook group or on twitter or instagram if there's a bad movie you want us to do a commentary about we'll see how desperate we get yeah (laughs) (laughs) all righty well uh thank you very much for listening and we will see you shortly Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. I don't know how to stop. Where's the <laughs> stop button? Oh, right beside the recording button. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. 
Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds. On Facebook, under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.